0: If you're not ready to be a dog, right, you shouldn't be an entrepreneur
1: Because you're you said that you have this attitude of going all in, um, in anything that you do What was the origin of
0: that? Like, How did that happen? Like so, it? Um, I mean I mix a lot with entrepreneurs So I, 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 uh, one of them taught me, uh, shared with me one thing if, if you're competing against people that are smarter than you more hardworking than you, has more connections and has raised more funds than you, and y- and the only thing that you can compete against them is probably like putting in more effort, and you're really losing out, right? Mm. There's there's pretty much zero possibility that you can beat these guys in in all kinds of maths probability. You know, I, I, when I say to my friends in China, I say if you're not ready to be a dog, right, you shouldn't be an entrepreneur, because you are worse than a dog. You know, okay, seriously, there's no life. When I was an, when I was an entrepreneur in in China. I have no life, okay, zero life. Office work, office work, office work, office work. Every day, just go back, come back. When you, when I go out, it's morning, very early in the morning. When I come back, it's freaking like midnight, on right? There's no social life, there's no nothing, man. Right? Well, once in a while, You go out for drinks and everything, but it's, it's pretty much, yeah. You must have that kind of determination. I mean, I mean, with all this kind of like, you know, um, drop shipping and everything, it's, 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 it makes things a little bit easier. But I would not say that those are full really full-fledged entrepreneurs what i'm talking is like people that are, that has ambition to be like build a few hundred million or a few billion dollar kind of company that kind of entrepreneurs during your start i wouldn't expect you guys have any live one yeah you've
1: probably heard that your story is your brand so how can ordinary entrepreneurs and salespeople like you and me tell our stories in a way that cuts through all the noises in this overcrowded social media world and reach the audience that we want Join me as I break down storytelling secrets that have helped me achieve over eight figures in revenue, as well as interviewing some of Asia's most prominent names and rising stars to uncover their stories. I hope this show will inspire you to be more vulnerable and share your story to the world because your mess is your message. My name is Gabriel Wong and welcome to The Story Impact Show. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The Story Impact Show. Today's guest is one of the most prominent names in the e-commerce world. He is a serial entrepreneur, digital marketer with over 14 years of experience in the e-commerce world. Having done over 9 figures in e-commerce sales himself, he has been featured on Forbes, an entrepreneurship magazine for his accomplishments. This episode is recorded in front of 200 live audiences and he shared his wisdom on entrepreneurship and what it takes to succeed in today's world. He is also my business partner from Leap Vista, an e-commerce education company based in Singapore, and he's also a very dear friend of mine. Please help me welcome, Steve Tan. All right, can you guys uh, give, put a round of applause to Steve Tan. Thanks, bro.
0: Here you go. Hi, okay. everyone. How's it run tonight? I wow, can I hear you guys? How is run tonight? Good. Uh, that's great. <laughs> All right. So
1: I think before we uh, even begin, I just want to first say thank you for you know um, agreeing to even do this in the first place. Uh, I know it's I mean your time is very valuable. So um, you know once again, you know, can we give uh, Steve a big round of applause on that? Come on, yeah. I'm actually a bit nervous. Eh. <laughs> I mean, it's
0: probably like uh, a few weeks since yeah. I spoke, so. Doesn't feel a bit nervous. Yeah, <laughs> very, very close. <laughs> well, in the stage is actually quite far, 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 far yeah. away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Close. You close. Close. Mic is to it's to a bit soft. soft. Can we, like, yeah. yeah. Thanks. All right. Can you guys hear? Yeah? yeah. Awesome.
1: So maybe um you know I think m- most people may, may may have not heard of you or maybe have heard of you. Uh, for those who have not, maybe you could tell them more about you know what do you do. Maybe you can tell people like what is a e-commerce entrepreneur. You know what do you do on your daily,
0: day-to-day basis right now, uh, and stuff like that, yeah. Okay, so um, we run like a multiple e-commerce brands, dropshipping stores, okay, so, but all, kind of like, a lot of people know us for dropshipping. So dropshipping, basically, you don't own, you don't actually buy inventory unless you sell a product. So it's a, it's a very, very lean business model which enables us, you know, with less than $100 to my name, you know, to actually build up all these things in a short span of time is because, like, it's a very lean and very, very um, not capital-intensive business model. Which a lot of uh, I know, like, you know, startups or a lot of people who, who just graduated, they don't really have a lot of money. So a lot of people preach about building a brand, which is great. Okay, building a brand is great, but um, sometimes they lack the lack of reality. They don't understand that actually, you need money to fund a great brand. Yeah. So like all these big brands, a lot of them comes from um, like you know. Like, they have a lot of, like, uh, or they have some VC capital that invested, that allows them to build all these brands. So, I mean, I started from brands like Krios, and I have had a few tech startups that actually, we, we focused a lot on building brands. Mm. You know, I, I read a lot of uh, books from all these, like, um, you know, all these very successful entrepreneurs, they say, oh, you must go all in, and everything. So during my young days, everything I do is all in, 100%, there's no, like, there's no backup plans, there's no nothing, so, so when those fail, it's, you know, it's all for nothing. So hmm. you fall to the, like, the rock bottoms. So okay, back to the story, so uh, drop shipping is basically you only, b- you buy, you sell to a customer, and you order from a supplier that will directly ship to your consumer. So at any point of time, you're already paid by your customer, then you'll, you'll pay your supplier to have them ship directly to your customer. So that's uh, pretty much what uh, we do, and um, we started building uh, some of our different brands, something that we could eventually probably, like, uh, sell it or, you know, IPO or whichever, so focusing on brands, e-commerce, we do have like uh, marketing agencies, we have logistics, we have softwares, so uh, we're, we're kind of in a lot of different businesses right now, so we have uh, different CEOs running different businesses for us, so Evan, my brother, is pretty much the uh, CEO for e-commerce, he runs pretty much all our e-commerce uh, brands right now, yeah. Mm-hmm. So pretty much um, having a base of like, in a way, like cash cow for you to diversify into different businesses. Yes, that's right. right yeah, okay. you always need a. Uh, I think it's always critical and to understand that you need something to fund your ambitious idea. Okay, yeah. you need so um, some of my students, you know, they have great dropshipping um, stores, probably generating around a million a month. Okay, so profit is probably two three hundred k USD. Th- it's pretty it's really good money, 200000 un- two, three 300000 mm. Then he started, you know, Hen Ichi or whichever, uh, you know, everything Ichi, so he started doing brands. Okay, this is great, so he started doing a uh, watch brand, um, you know, those like, very classic watches, which is a uh, big pop, uh, big hit uh, in the last few years. Yeah. So he was spending 80% of his time into the brand, okay? Then 20% of his time doing the dropshipping store. Mm. So his dropshipping store was the, yeah. was, f- like, wa- was the one that was, like was the one that was, you know, funding everything for the brands. Mm. So. Because of the eighty twenty, he shifted 80% of his time to the brands So his dropshipping store dropped until probably less than 100,000 per month mm. And it was getting harder for him to fund his whole operation mm. So it's like, that is why I I, told, I always share with people If you have something that's making you money, alright If there's something that's making you guys good money, alright Don't hand itchy, alright <laughs> Please don't, 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 okay I, I have, uh, You might feel that it's funny or you, might, you guys might feel that it's like very common sense But a lot of people don't do that you know, the moment you when you're earning money, you think, oh, maybe I should do this, maybe I should do that. You know, when I, when I was, earn I- if someone at my point of time taught me that, okay, I probably even will not be, I probably wouldn't even be doing all these brands. Because if, so even some of my very close um, business suppliers, you know, because the time I, I stopped doing like my, my um, e-commerce, I just went all in yeah. for, for all my brands and everything. Yeah. So a lot of people don't understand why Steve, why, why you dropped something like all that and it went all in. So if I was doing, because back then sh- sh- Facebook is so easy, mm. it's super easy. Yeah. But uh, I mean, th- with the lack of focus and probably I have a very big ambition. You know, it it, ha- mm. it actually shifted all my focus away from what's earning me money. Mm. So mm-hmm. eventually, those uh, projects that's earning you money eventually died. Mm. Then mm-hmm. you have like then you'll be scrambling to see oh how to save. And if yeah. you don't, if you can't raise funds, or you don't have like you know a lot of good cash flow coming in, then your company is going to be dead,
1: yeah. you know, very yeah. soon. Yeah, um, it, it kind of reminds me of like earlier when I was talking about the funnel, right? Because the funnel is kind of like the cash cow, yeah. right? So then that funds your organic traffic. Your content and all that kind of stuff, because a lot of people want to start from there. But that's actually, if you think about it, that's actually building brand, right? You, you need money to do that. You need yes, resources, yes, yes. video crew, video editors to do all that. So the first thing is actually to create uh, some c- something like a cash cow, and the cash cow fits the branding, right? So it kind of reminds me of what uh, what, uh, what 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 I shared earlier. Um, I I wanted to okay, I wanted to take a step back, and kind of ask you um, when you said all in. Okay, I didn't prepare you for this, but I just wanted to like um, ask on that. You said that you have this attitude of going all in, um, in anything that you do. What was the origin of that? Like, How did that happen? Like, Was it because of your, mm. were you inspired by someone, by your parents when you were young? So uh,
0: I'm actually uh, based in China, right? So my mom has uh, some investments there. So I actually went there to accompany her. So I was actually in China for a long time. So, um, I mean, I mix a lot with entrepreneurs. So I, 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 uh, one of them taught me, uh, shared with me one thing. So at one at one day I was when I was leaving my office at around probably eleven or twelve midnight, right? When I was leaving the the, the building and I see all the building lights are still on, which means everyone is still working, right? Mm-hmm. When I was leaving, I felt a I bit like shit. Everyone is still there. Then my friends say, Oh, if if you're competing against people that are smarter than you more hardworking than you, has more connections, and has raised more funds than you, and, y- and the only thing that you can compete against them is probably like putting in more effort, and you're really losing out, right? Mm. There's, there's pretty much zero possibility that you can beat these guys in in all kinds of maths probability. Mm. I think kind of like Elon Musk said the same thing as well. Mm. You know, he, he put in a lot of like time and effort in all his business ventures. So I think I was kind of motivated by some entrepreneur. I forgot who, I think it's Xiaomi's founder. Mm. Uh, you know, he, he said everything that you do must be like, and everything. Uh, I kind of like agree and disagree in uh, uh, certain aspects of things la. I mean, his model is very feasible when you have like few hundred million sitting behind your back You know, you can do freemium models and some things But of course freemium model still works So kind of like, you know, his, his whole... I mean, when people are up there already, then you know the things they say feels easy. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes it, it, you have to understand is like you have to face reality when when it comes to a lot of things. Yeah. Yep. So when I kind of go all in that time, I was like, I'll put in all my savings. Whatever whatever pro- if I'm if I'm set to do that, you know, I'll 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 do my best, mm. whatever it takes to make it work. Mm. And of course, when you do that, it's good. It's a double-edged sword. You know, things could backfire, mm. and it could not. It, it might not possibly go the way you wanted, right? Mm. So, it actually after all these failures in life, I actually kind of like, I still go all in, but I always have plan B. I always have like just in case. What if what what happens? Uh, what is there any backup plans? Mm. Just in case if this doesn't work, mm. right? I will not like, especially at my age now. I will not like go all in, right? And there's okay. there's no way I'll go all in in terms of like investing, like you know, all my money in a project as much as I believe in one project, I'll be very careful. Mm. I'll be kind of like very, I, I've learned to be more pessimistic in in, uh, in business. So I always, let's say if I could pro- be profitable at let's say 40% or like 50%, I'll, I'll, I'll do like the worst calculations. Okay. Just so yeah. that like, you know, if it's good, then you'll be super profitable. Yeah. But if, if it's bad, at least you're still covered, you know, in, in, in a lot of things, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, does any of your, uh, does your childhood has anything to do with this this mentality that you have in terms of going to, going all in at the start? When you were younger, you you would go all I in. I think right? no.
0: Um, I think not really, to be honest. Uh, my my parents are all in business, but you know they are all small small businesses and everything. But I think um, I think gaming. You know, gaming. Mm-hmm. I'm very competitive in games. So me and my brother will take twenty four hour shifts. You know, just to train. So it's know. not the end if you're a gamer. <laughs> right. Okay. Of course, during our times, there's no like what you know, competitive gaming and all that kind of stuff. So I'll do the morning 10 to 10 p.m. shift. Then my brother will take <laughs> over from like 10 p.m. all the way to the next morning. Okay, so I'll, I was so addicted to g- online gaming that, I, you know, in order to, you know, avoid going to like uh, army, I was in army really at the time, so I wanted to do a, a, a ankle operation, just so that I can get one month off, so that I can fully focus on training my character. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> We'll be listening this recording. At <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Then, 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 I mean, a lot of things happen. Yeah. There's a lot of things that happen at, um, at the right time. A- everything happens for a reason, right? So I don't know. I all, some a lot of things happen. So you know, there's there's kind of like a wake up call that my mom, you know, uh, she sacrificed a lot for me and my brother. So kind of like the whole thing that you guys just watch actually just kind of woke us up. Like, oh, okay, yeah. You know, we want to buy so much things in the virtual world that you know we see. Might as well put all your energy in like real life. I think, I kind of, uh, I have to say that I contribute some of my determination and all that to Adam Koo. You know, I attended his like, um, his his things, um, you know, kind of like, it, it, I don't, it, I think fortified my strength in terms of when I met very tough situations, yeah. I wouldn't just crumble down like, you know, yeah. everyone else. I'll be, when I, my personality is when I met something that's very tough, yeah. I will strengthen up myself also to face, you yeah. know, but of course when it comes to cash flow and all this, when you have no money, you really have no money, right? Yeah. So, yeah, just that is why it's like, every time when I fall to the rock bottom in the past few years, I, and I noticed something when, when I hit rock bottom, every time I bounce back, it will be higher than the highest high from yeah. the previous yeah. like um, venture that I was in. Yeah. But I uh, just kind of like have to add in more like, you know, careful measures mm. to kind of like, so, I met some friends who are all poker players, so they're very risk, you know, calculated and all these mm. guys, so I kind of like, Took some pointers from all these guys on how they think, yeah. you know how they play their hand or like how they ap- approach business. So it actually gave me some insights on how I should structure some of my business deals, so how I could protect myself more. Mm. Yeah, and of course like I, I have to say I have to attribute like um, a lot of things to my brother as well because. He helped because I was. I have a lot of uh, bad partners in the past. People that was there out there just to scam me money. You know, people are out there just to take advantage of you. It's really, really hard to come across great partners. I mean of course, my brother. You know, as a blood brother, you know, there's. You know, I know my brother won't betray me and all that kind of things. Yeah. So it's it's until my brother was like he graduated. He was kind of like my first, like, decent partner. You know, after all that shit that I've uh, been through. Yeah. So it's 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 quite tough. Yeah. Yeah. Entrepreneurship, I think, you know, I, I, when I say to my friends in China, I say, if you're not ready to be a dog, right, you shouldn't be an entrepreneur, because you're worse than a dog, you know? <laughs> okay, seriously, there's no life. I, when, I was an, when I was an entrepreneur in, in China, I have no life, okay? N- zero life. Office work, office work, office work, office work, every day, just uh, go back, come back. When you when I go out, it's m- morning, very early in the morning. When I come back, it's freaking like midnight. Right? There's no social life. There's no nothing on. Oh, once in a while, we go out for drinks and everything, but it's it's pretty much yeah. You must have that kind of determination. Mm. I mean, uh, I mean, with all this kind of like you know, um, drop shipping and everything, it's 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 it makes things a little bit easier. But I wouldn't say those those are full, really full fledged entrepreneurs. What I'm talking is like people that are, that has ambition to be like build a few hundred million or a few billion dollar kind of company. They're kind of entrepreneurs during the start. I wouldn't expect you guys have any life one. Yeah, mm. yeah. Sounds like you strengthened your mindset early in your life. Yeah. Would you say so? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think during then when I had the wake up call, my mom. I, sh- uh, I told my mom I want to go to like Adam Cruz thing, and during that time I think they had some mindset thing which I kind of appreciate. You know that kind of helped help me become very focused on my end goal on what I want and what I so I was doing some planning. You know and everything. Yeah. Mm. I think uh, a lot of people they undervalue uh, mindset. Because I, I think
1: ultimately you know you can have all the tools and all the strategy, but if you do have the right mindset, you won't even do it,
0: right? Yeah, so the ironic thing is like you know probably back in those days, I mean Adan, Adam Adam probably don't even know who am I, right? Mm-hmm. I mean probably just a participant. I, I was very active in helping go back coach people and everything. So mm-hmm. but until I when didn't I know came that back, about you, yeah, mm-hmm. I came back to Singapore. Then I got some the the CEO of Adam Ku actually messaged my mutual friend. He said, hey, can you ask Steve to come at my house eat dinner? So I actually went back. Then I told him I, actually, I was actually in their batch. He was shocked. Mm. Like, "Hey, I didn't know that you guys was there. So it was a kind of like whole thing that the different turn of tables from like student to like friends mm. in, in in the short span of like uh, probably 10 years, yeah. Mm. So, so, yeah.
1: Sounds like you also deliberately put yourself in the right environment.
0: Mm. Environment, you don't get to choose your environment, but I think you, you try to kind of like, you know, choose who you hang out with, you know, the people. Of course, if you hang out with all the people that are very, demotivated, very negative, you know, everyday just want a party or everyday just want a club, yeah. you know, you're going to be in a mess. Yeah, so I think, you know, as entrepreneurs, you're, I mean, you're kind of lonely in a sense, especially when I was when I was out doing, when back in 2005 or 2006, when I, when I tell people uh, I'm doing e-commerce, people will give me that kind of slana, huh, That's e-commerce? Maybe, e-commerce, you know, you have all this eBay and everything, but it's not kind of like full-fledged e-commerce, it's yeah. not, tradi- uh, it's kind of not popular. So, when uh, I was telling people I was doing digital internet marketing, it's a very, you know. Yeah, back in the days. Yeah, back in those days, it's very like, you know, when you do that, uh, you know. very you're, shady, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> even, even my mother would say, ah, ah, <laughs> Or like, wang um, woo, Then they would like say, wow, must be some kind of scam or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, ah, yeah. So it, it gotten to a stage where I can't even be bothered, you know, explaining myself. So I was like, okay, la, whatever, you know, yeah. But what made you believe that that is what you want to do? I think I'm quite. Lucky in a sense, so because I w- when I when I had a wake up call, I know I wanted to change the life for my parents, my mom. Okay, I want to change my life for my mom. So and my mom don't have money for me to get ni- get anything. So I was I was you know when when you really have no money, you buy the time during my days. Okay, I have to buy courses, then I have to refund them. Because I can only buy and read everything, then I have to refund them. That's oh. the only way you can, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Back right in those days. <laughs> All right. So, so during those days, it's like those are how. Then after, when I I earned my money, I messaged the the um the founder. Then I said, I'm sending you by PayPal because, like, you know, I it made me money. So oh. my first course was uh digital, internet marketing center. I don't who here heard <laughs> of Corey Rudo?
1: <laughs> yeah. Whoa. There's only a <laughs> few
0: guys. Okay, those <laughs> like really. Very, very old. That guy is dead, really. <laughs> 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 okay, that guy is very really dead, okay, he, but he, he, got in, he didn't die because he's old. He got in a car accident, uh-huh. you know, he was racing some cars. Then, um, so I, from there, tran- transition over to eBay, right? eBay, there was, eBay was my first part of gold. I was very thankful because during that point of time, there's no money, really no money, right? So, but uh, my mom put me through university, Nottingham University in Ningbo, in China. So, when I started earning a little bit of money, I felt excited. And my mom doesn't re- don't really have much money to f- support me through. So, in a way to um, how it, comfort her that, you know, uh, I, wanna, I told her I want to quit university. Actually, the real fact is I don't want her to, you know, spend so much money putting me through university and everything. So, I said, I don't want to quit. And, and at that point of time, I was doing okay. I was doing okay. So, I, I, took, I left the school. I took whatever sh- she paid for my university. You know, you, in China, you have to pay like three months. So I took whatever's left. I re- she gave me uh, that as my startup capital. Mm. So that was my kind of like my first investment back into like my eBay business. So, in a sense, it forced me that I have to start very very lean. Everything has to be very small. Mm. Like y- that is why during then I was really doing dropshipping unknowingly that I was doing dropshipping. Mm. Like even eBay, I was like, oh, I was only buying when I s- sold something on eBay. Mm. So I was, I was packing. I was writing all the, you know, during those times I was so cheap. That I don't even invest in a printer because those c- the kind of printer that prints the the forms are actually quite expensive, like maybe six seven hundred bucks. You know, I have write until my hand is like I have to ask my girlfriend write for me also. So you know, we have two of them during our holiday season. We're writing all the delivery slips for all my eBay business and everything. So, but luckily that was my first part of goal. Uh, yeah, sounds like you were just trying different things and then one thing just hit. I tried. Oh, uh, I tried every single, single crap of internet marketing. Like. Uh, AdSense, blogging, you know, selling digital products, everything, I tried almost everything. And nothing, I mean, I had some maybe a little bit. So that day I was talking to one friend, he did SEO and he earned so much money, I was like, ah, I was also doing SEO, but only maximum my earn was $2,000. And this guy earned tens of millions. I was like, okay, maybe I didn't crack the code, you know? Everyone has a different, mm-hmm. you know, everyone is suitable for different. I think yeah. I'm, I'm built up for e-commerce. I kind of like, you know, touching and fi- feeling for, you know, things that I kind of can see and touch, yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, you know I, I I always tell people that like,
1: like you know try different things and it's okay to try different things at the start because like you d- if not you will not know what you really like. So it sounds like like you were just whacking and just trying different things until
0: one thing sticks. I I think I was quite fortunate that yeah. um actually even though eBay didn't really make me a lot of money, but at that point of time you know that kind of age I kind of felt good. You know I was like oh, it's like because when you haven't sold anything online before, you will feel that. Is this real? Mm-hmm. Can you actually make money online? Then when you s- ship something, you see the order coming in, you see the PayPal money coming in. Oh, it feels so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then at that time it feels it, it just feels so unreal. Then everything was okay, okay. You know, then when I quit university, probably three, four weeks later, then my, my eBay account got got you know suspended. Got shut, shut down. <laughs> yeah. Then I was like, oh my god, I told my mom everything's going so well. You know, I'm quitting, I rented my own place, <laughs> everything. Then, then <laughs> shit happens. <laughs> yeah. You know, th- at that point of time, I was. You know, uh, I bought so much inventory. I was sleeping. in a, they call it "tanseng Yu in China. Uh, one bedroom, okay. I sleep with my all my inventory. So my bed is <laughs> in the middle. So I was all my inven- I'm surrounded by all my inventory. I have to like tic- uh, tiptoe and everything w- walk across everything. So it was kind of wow. like back in those days. Uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> so it was quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't. Uh, I didn't intend to
1: ask you this. Yeah. I didn't plan with you, but and you can answer if you want to. Yeah. Um, but it sounds like you have a close
0: relationship with your mom. Yeah, could you tell me more about, tell us more about your mother. Uh, my mom pretty much, we come from a single parent family, right? So she pretty much sacrificed everything for us. So, since young, me and my brother were very close, really, mm. uh, in terms of, like, everything. I know I've seen a lot of tragic stories working with siblings or brothers. Me, me and my brother, we share everything. We're very close since young. Mm. I think that kind of, like, uh, in a way, is also trained by my mom in a sense that, you know, it always is a type family. So. I mean, my mom could have remarried you know, given when we uh divorced at a young age, but she chose to like because she's seen all these horror stories, step no good, hit the kids or all these kind <laughs> of things right <laughs> <laughs> so i mean wow. she 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 she's very clear in the sense that she would not want that ever to happen for us, so she sacrificed everything for us, so, wow. I'm glad we kind of like grew up to over uh, hit her expectations because i c- I could totally relate now right like when she gave up everything for the kids then we are also like just playing games then they she come in you know even chinese new year when I, we eat finished dinner we'll go right into the room we won't talk to we won't talk to her we just oh just go on going continue training level 99 you know that kind of things <laughs> every day you just want to train and I, I also don't know why i train so hard inside the game for what also i also don't know so it's just it's, i think it's just for the sake of being number one in the server which doesn't mean anything at the point of time. Yeah. It's just for like, oh, feel shook, you know, and everything. Yeah, so that was kind of like how, how we grew up. And I think she taught us a lot of values also in terms of like integrity. So, and the thing is like, sometimes I also feel like, we, we I was telling my brother in a sense like, we only kind of, you know, from partners before. We never did anything in our life that kind of like, you know, Go yeah, or go you, harm people, or or people that just partner up just with bad intentions. One, we have never, we are always, always the victims. I was telling my wife, shit? Always making some stupid partners and everything." So, so sometimes I also question my mind, like, you know, if we could just be some a little bit more bad, or you know, you know, we can easily earn so much more money without integrity. You know, we can sell like what uh, are like those enlargement pills or whichever. We don't sell all that kind of things, <laughs> right? You know, <laughs> we have integrity, but you know, our friends, <laughs> I have friends. I have friends in those industries that I personally know that generating over tens of millions yeah. with super high margins. Mm-hmm. They have zero integrity. One, they don't care. They don't care if the things kill them or be treated so. Oh, they have no. But for us, it's like every time we do it's like, will, like even even we sell product. But something like, is this product okay? You know, what people to receive really like very shitty product. and you know, we we have we have a conscience in, mm-hmm. in a lot of things. So. I think that's kind of like how how mom taught us since hmm. young la, yeah.
1: oh, Is that a story of like how she taught you guys this stuff
0: when you were young? I think she 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 use examples. So for example, like um, even though my mom knows that I'm lying, she won't expose me. Okay. Like I, I there's no way I can lie to her. I also don't know why. You know somehow even I can, you know, I can I can I'm, I can be very cool about it. She still know that I'm lying to her, but she won't expose me. So she was like you know she's very uh smooth in terms of educating. So she will always give like subtle frames or I, d- I don't know. Maybe she's an NLP yeah. expert. <laughs> all <the time>. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> all right. So she she's like she'll give very subtle things that you know I'll realize myself. Oh shit, maybe I did something wrong. Yeah. You know, mm. all the kind of things like yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh thanks for sharing. Are you
1: guys are you guys enjoying this? Yeah? Okay. Yeah? Um I, w- I w- because of lack of time I wanted to um carry on with a few other questions that we that we've talked about. Yeah, sure, what sure. was some of the hardest thing that
0: you had to go through in this journey,
1: in this entrepreneurship journey?
0: Hardest journey, I think, is like you know being able to how <laughs> it? What's that? Determine? Persistent? So yeah, persist. Ah, uh, yeah, persistent determination and everything. I think it's like when all hopes, when there's zero hope, I think you're the only one there. F- you know, for for yourself, pretty much. You know, when like as much as your parents and everything want to help you, like you know there's Always only a certain, unless they are like super loaded like There's a different case, but in, yeah. in terms of my mom's, like she always like hey, take my money. And everything is like I say like, impossible. I'm gonna take your money. It's like what if I fail and everything, right? So so I think it's like how to really push through dark days, and how to kind of like, um, I think the toughest was building rebuilding yourself up when you're destroyed. Okay, so during the the you chaos know, thing, it's like I lost everything. Okay, not only I lost all my money, I lost my reputation. Yeah. I don't have, uh, to be honest, I don't have online presence at the time. I don't have zero, but people, I've been approached by all the top VCs in, in terms of Silicon Valley. You know, I've approached by, uh, even uh, Microsoft's like, retail VP flew all the way from Seattle to Shanghai to meet with me. Mm-hmm. He said, we mm-hmm. want all your products in all our retail stores and everything. There's that, that time we walked also got a bit air one. <laughs> all, right, all the top, all the top guys knocking down your door. Hey, we want to invest in you. We want to partner up with you guys. All the telecom companies in Korea, everyone they just oh hey, we want to re- read this yeah, uh, for for Krios, yeah for Krios. Wow. So it's like how how you go through like uh, this whole thing right, this whole thing and being able to take the crash, mm. take the crash and actually rebuild up your whole confidence. So after Krios, I immediately did a second startup and I failed, mm. right? Then this whole thing was like uh, I went through a little bit kind of like a down period depression a little bit you know. I just don't want to do anything until the the that that sentence yeah. actually woke me up. Someone yeah. said,
1: "Why why why don't you go back to e-commerce?" Yeah yeah right? yeah, yeah. What was the biggest thing you learned through this down period? Other than the
0: fact that like you know to be determined to persist to persist throughout. I think it's you should just focus on what you do best. Yeah, I think I kind of neglected that actually. I could go back. You know, I have all the you know knowledge sticks with you all the time. Mm. And I went I went back to do I went to do forex. Can you imagine me <laughs> trading? <laughs> well, I was trading like freaking 12 chasing, hours. Chasing shiny yes, objects. Uh, I was chasing because I was like, okay, I, I, I want to rebuild up my wealth very quickly, right? So in a sense, I want to see how how we could build back. And I lost 50,000 more wow. of my mom's money. Yeah. right? So in a sense, it's like, uh, yeah, it's like you should, during your downtimes I think you should kind of like think what, what, are, what are you best at, like what you shared just now. You're very good at selling and what you could explore from that and then expand from there. Oh, that's yeah. good,
1: that's good. If you, if you guys are going through anything right now, especially, you know, start asking yourself, like, what are you good at? And start focusing on that, instead of like chasing on a shiny object. I mean, I can relate to that, because back then I, I just lost everything as well, and I was just chasing everything, I was just doing everything, and I further lost, like, I think another 30K or 40K when I was really in, like, such a huge step. That was a really good advice. Can we give uh, Steve a bit round of applause for that? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's amazing. Um, I want to talk about uh, a, a few more things. I think one more thing is, um, uh, we are starting a company next year together. Right, and when Steve approached uh, approached me, he was actually looking to start something, um, and um, he he kind of told me a vision of this company, uh, and I bought into the vision. So, could you maybe tell us more about this company? You know, why do you want to start this company in the first place? Why do you want to start an education company? Like, I'm pretty sure people have like questions like, like, hey, you are doing so well. Why come out and teach?
0: Right. Okay, so it's pretty much the the last ever business model that I want to go into. Okay, yeah. but Kind of like, uh, when I approached Gabriel and a few of our partners, we kind of felt, because I've met, worked with a few partners in the past, especially in the Singapore scenes, all right, I kind of felt there's a lot of not, not very responsible, you know, people that are doing education in the market. Yeah. One of the most common ones are people that don't even know e-commerce, or probably p- people that are not e- don't even have results, yeah. you know, those are the, p- and the people are teaching, that's the worst case, yeah. right, how could you teach so it's something like a professor teaching entrepreneurship in in university <laughs> right yeah. if, if you don't have real life experience, how could you actually bring value to your students yeah. right? in a sense Th- that's, like that's also one of the reasons why I quit school when I was young <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this sentence wasn't said by me it was yes. said by my professor in university. He said, I can only teach you guys the theory he said if i'm if, if I'm so good, mm-hmm. I will not be here sharing with you guys really and oh. that's why he told me very <laughs> that's, that's fun, honest right? <laughs> right. that's very honest so so basically uh, I mean we felt there's a lot of like um, not very responsible education providers in Singapore, and we kind of want to disrupt this whole thing. And in in terms of we vet our own trainers personally, right? We know who's legit, who's not good, and we kind of felt like support is one of the issues. Like you know, when you, you sign up for something, then you, you need support or you need like you know access to the coaches or whichever. There's always only like you know very limited. Yeah. So that is r- the reason why we invested in a uh, big office as well. We want to kind of um host more this kind of like you know meetups for free, you know, or maybe some incubator style, so that we can get a lot more people, entrepreneurs, or people that, that just graduated from university, to come like, you know, very casual, there's no selling and everything, just meet up, share knowledge, We, we can, I-, I-, I can easily get people from PayPal, Facebook, Shopify, oh. to come share free knowledge with everyone, so that like, you know- How many of you want that? Yes? Yeah. yeah? Can we give Steve another yeah. round of applause for that, yeah? Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Kind of, in a sense, we want to do that so that um, we can kind of give back a little bit more because like, I mean, for us to personally do it, probably we're kind of quite constrained in terms of time. So I kind of like, you know, plan with my uh, partners and everything and of course Gabriel to kind of see how we could like, you know, bring on quality trainers to kind of like be the support and um, build the whole kind of like uh, 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 a better environment for people who are, you know, really want to start doing like uh, trying out entrepreneurship you know at least they i want to set them on the right track yeah. you know the one like you know learning from all this you know god knows who yeah. all this like online gurus and everything you know kind of like um set off this whole good vibe yeah so that people have support yeah you know when people come in probably um one of the things that we want to do is like when you buy once you can come back for lifetime remedial trainings kind of like i want to do it, it's kind of like in a sense tuition center, you know. You don't uh, can go there, ask teacher, you know, and everything. <laughs> kind of like a, a little bit that kind of hybrid style where people can come back and r- refresh their memory. Because mm. for us it might be easy, oh just click here, click there, it, it's very simple. But for a lot of like people that are starting out or maybe yeah. for elderly people, yeah. they kind of like they might felt lost. For us it's easy but they might felt lost. Yeah. And Yeah. L- yeah. yeah. This is kind of like our vision in terms of how we want to build our company called Lip Vista uh, moving forward. Yeah. So we are super excited our uh, office is almost ready we spent a huge bunch of money like getting a great space yeah um so next time we don't have to rent this <laughs> 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 yeah
1: okay, okay. Uh, you know one of the things that I was very aligned with that is because um my life was transformed when i was 17 when i attended a seminar however and, and, and you know that that seminar changed my life because i didn't come from a rich family not a rich background i was from like you know this school called Hong hongka secondary school which I always joke that it's like the top five school in Singapore from the bottom, <laughs> and you know I am surrounded by non-entrepreneurs, surrounded by abings, and I was kind of like a bit of an abing. And you know, entrepreneurship has never been my journey. But I attended one event. Actually, it's a Richard that event. It was Robert Kiyosaki. Oh, and that's good, Yeah, that's yeah good and event. the event totally changed my life. However, I realized that the seminar industry recently. I mean, it's always because of some dark houses. Not everybody, right? There's a lot of bad names in the industry. And over time, I also realized that you know, the training program itself, right, doesn't make a lot of money. That's one of the reasons why you started and you, and you stopped for a while, right? Uh, because I remember Steve actually stopped for a while and he came back later because of a mission. And it's the same thing, you know, I run an agency and I only provide courses once in a while. And it's not my main source of income because I believe that we have to be practitioners, right? It's not just teaching just for the sake of the money, but like, for me, it's teaching so I can be better. Right, teaching so I can help more people, but my agency is still the one giving me the biggest part of the income, and I only do the program when I want to, not because I have to, right? And, and that's the reason why I, I, I align so much with uh, Live with Star Vision. Perhaps you could just share with us one a few more things before we uh, we end this session, we, before we have a Q and a, Q and A as well. What would some What would be some of the biggest advice you would give to people who are in it, struggling right now, who are in a transition period, or you know who are just starting out?
0: For people that are just starting out, right, if you are kind of lost in terms of what works, I think it's good to kind of like pull yourself back, you know, step back one uh, one step to kind of analyze the situation a little bit, kind of see who's who are the people that's you know crushing it in this market, who are the people you should be following, who are the people you should follow, uh, learn from as well. Because like for us when uh, we were just starting out as well, like we kind of like did a lot of advi- um research, a lot of due diligence. Like uh, before we kind of like approach, who we want to learn from, or probably like uh, which uh, which groups or whichever. There's so much access of free information right now, especially like YouTube and everything groups. But kind of still like, don't bombard yourself with too much unnecessary junk, mm. right? There's always um something that called like um too much. You learn too much. That's why it's always good to learn from a like, um a open mind, but always do due diligence first Mm. before learning because like if you learn something wrong then you have to unlearn everything so for example like when we hire like our media buyers we rather someone is like new because like sometimes a lot of media buyers will say oh i'm very good right but when you bring Mm. them on it might not be a good fit you know the ways they scale the way they structure the whole thing might be very very different from what we want so sometimes we even prefer like white sheet we train them from the scratch so that all their habits and everything is right because they might learn from someone Who's different and they might think it's still right, right? So in terms of like um, learning, if you're lost at this point of time, you know, I think it's always good to be like believing in yourself. I think that's usually but that's the part whereby you give up. Because if you're lost, you don't know what to do, you know, you have to focus on what you are planning to do in terms of like what kind of niche you are going to. Go into. E-commerce, digital marketing, funnels, or yeah. whichever. Everything can make money on, okay? I it, when I saw when I saw an example, I like, "Wow!" I was telling Evan just now. Wow, seems easy, eh? <laughs> <laughs> right? In a sense, so I think it's more about like staying focused. Don't don't just when, whenever you see one a shiny object, then keep jumping. You know, yeah. all this. All, so in terms of me, it's like we are blessed in terms of, like I'm always learning internet marketing. So when when it comes to using la- using it for e-commerce, it still works yeah. because it's still marketing. Yeah. So that is how we are able to to do 100K in the first day in crowdfunding. Mm. And a lot of people say, oh, it's lucky. But actually, it we know it's not lucky because we d- we plan the entire launch funnels. You know, we're doing like, you know, I mean, before when all these things were savvy, people were not even talking how you launch. Maybe there was uh, Jeff Walker was talking all these launch things. Mm. Yeah, product but launch. Yeah, product launch. But no one was talking about how they launch it on for physical products. But it's just how you take you kn- what you know and reiterate a little bit and use it for uh, physical products or, or, or brand launch and everything, yeah. yeah
1: yeah yeah kind of like um just once again it's like success modeling other industry and then seeing how you can actually use the frameworks model the frameworks and how you use it in your industry. It's like like earlier when I shared like the high ticket high ticket uh, funnel for example, I was showing examples of like coaching and you know inner circle, but hey, you know it can be used for property, you know it can be used for different industry yeah um any final thing that you want to say to the audience?
0: All the best, <laughs> 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 okay? Entrepreneurship <laughs> is definitely not easy, okay? If you guys want to be an entrepreneur, like, like I said, I already mentioned just now, uh, be ready to sacrifice a lot of things, your relationship, your everything. You pretty much have to be like on the line, you know, you, you must be willing to put everything on the line. Or, you know, there's a difference of like your first entry, medium, high level and everything, okay? But if you guys want to be like a freaking billionaire and just thinking by itself will not happen, one. You know, if I will not just zen a bit, then the money come down already, right? If like like that's so good, right? You know, I, I know of course a lot of people practice. What what's that called? The law of, tri- of action. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right. Of course, I practice that too. But you have to practice it with action, yeah. right? If yeah. if I'm so good at then like that, then come out already. Then you know, probably <laughs> I'll stay at home and just practice my. Yeah. My Zen mode already. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think just hustle. You really have to hustle. If you don't have even the the heart to hustle, or I think one thing I I heard from Jack Ma, he said, you must always be the generator to power people. Hmm. If you are someone that always require me to power you, like to motivate you, then hmm. you're probably not cut out f- to be an entrepreneur. Honest, yeah. yeah. So you're generator. Yeah, you're generator to power. So whenever I tell my staff also, I say I don't need. I don't want to be always motivating you if I need to always motivate you, then you're a light bulb. Right? <laughs> you're a light bulb. So <laughs> yeah. I want you to become a generator so that you can power more like all your team members mm. and so that how you could train all your team members to become generators as well. Mm. And I kind of felt that was very powerful when he, he, he was sharing that the story. So yeah. I used that to motivate all my staff and also of course, you know, all my team members as well. Yeah, yeah. That's so
1: good. Can we give uh, Steve another round of applause, come on. Um, I think we're running a bit out of time, but uh, there's a couple of questions that came in that I think is good that we could just uh, address them. Some of the questions are kind of uh, addressed to me, some of it is you, so I'll probably just ask uh, along the way, and you know, if I know it's probably for me, I'll just answer and probably see if Steve has another point of view, okay? I think sometimes it's not about what's right or wrong, but sometimes you, you can learn from different perspective. How many of you understand what I'm talking about, yes? Right, so uh, I think the first one is, how to improve quality of leads and prevent uh, fake leads? Hmm. So I think it's more like the funnel question. So I'll just answer this first. Um, really, you just use a funnel. <laughs> a funnel filter out the right people. Like, can you imagine if they had to go through like all that uh, eight questions, ten questions? You know what I mean? And um, I, that funnels. I mean, that filter the right people for me. For me to call, you know. And those that are fake leads, I don't even bother. Does it make sense? Like, it it, it doesn't matter to me. Okay. Um, Steve, any any input on this? Okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, are you currently okay? This is a bit a bit technical. Are you currently using CBO, uh, which stands for campaign budget optimization? How's the result and tips on using
0: it, Steve? We don't use a lot. We use it probably less than twenty percent. Uh, it's doing okay, but I think more technical kind of questions. I think it's better to ask Evan. So he's behind there. Okay, if you guys want to ask more technical questions. Mm. I don't run a lot of my Facebook ads nowadays. Mm. Uh, yep. I usually just care about reports mm. nowadays. I just care. <laughs> <what> <laughs> the it's making in. money, <laughs> so they will be quite scared if they have to submit a negative report to me. All right. So in a sense, I just like to see all this. I'll, of course, just joking. Asides, yeah. I mean, like um. I'm at a stage where I don't need to run all these ads myself, personally. So in terms of what I, usually I'll network with people and I'll find out, hey, is this good? Then I'll send it over to my team, execute it, yeah. Yeah. So I think it's, uh, one of the advice, um, and me if we have time, one of the advice is like, once you're doing okay, a little bit okay, you don't need to be like super okay, you have to start delegating something out, okay? Like There's so many VAs around the world, of course it takes time to find the best ones and everything. But I think as entrepreneurs, I think it's very, very important to start delegating a lot of things yeah. so that you can free yourself up for yeah. more important things. Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, sometimes when, you know, we say something like that, it may sound arrogant, but actually the truth is that we just want to focus on things that are important. So, like, for example, in, the, in my agency, it's the same thing. It's a very technical question. I mean, I don't run my ads myself anymore. I have people that runs it. Uh, but, you know, f- you know, you have to eventually move up to a level where... It's a bit different from the question that was asked, but you have to eventually move up to, to, uh, to... What is really producing, you know, or what is really more important for the company rather than just like um, the technical stuff, okay? But anyway, to answer you, right, we for our agency we do a lot of CBO. Um, I mean, I don't run it anymore, but I do ask for reports and understanding about how the ads is run. I we do run a lot of CBO. I think it's a lot of your own testing end of the day, um, and I think CBO will be like compulsory next year anyway. Yeah, so it's so I th- it's good to start setting it up. Yeah. You know, in terms of uh compliance with uh,
0: CBO as well. Yeah, for sure. Facebook yeah.
1: is going to make it uh, compulsory for everyone, right? Yes. How? When? Do you all remember? Remember, Jen? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, in a few more days, you know. So yeah, start using CBO then. <laughs> okay. Um, what are different types of video? Testimonial video, origin story. Okay. So a list of different types of video. I'll probably give a list in the Facebook group. Is it okay? Because we don't have time to go through every one of them. Uh, content, qual- quality versus quantity. Hmm. I personally will go with quantity first. Because you don't know what is quality until you have quantity. At least for content. Because you don't know what strikes. You just gotta start to start, just throwing out different things at the wall and seeing what sticks. For me is that. So I would put out a lot of con. If you're talking about content, I'll put out a lot of content. I won't care that much about the quality first. Because you want to aim for progression instead of perfection. Alright, perfection, you'll never start. Right? Uh, does anyone know what is the best written book? Still writing. Does, you get it? You get it? Right. So, so uh, co- I, I think it's quantity in terms of content. Just put out as much as possible, see what sticks, and then you can always redo the content later on. OK? Uh, hi, Steve. Do you use funnel and offer creation on your e-commerce store as well?
0: Could you give an example? I can't give an example, but yeah, we use funnels, but it's not click funnels, okay? Uh, basically, we build it through WooCommerce. We use funnels, In a sense, uh, we only use it I- when it, it's like a niche product that we really want to like scale. scale in terms of like just one single product. And then we'll probably put a few products to upsell. So, I think you can do that with Shopify as well. You can use Zipify Pages by mm-hmm. Ezra. And uh, you can build out your funnels from there. Usually, you'll see higher conversion for like funnels. But mm. in terms of branding, I think it's still better to use Shopify in terms of a general like a, a store. Then mm. you build out your whole design from there. Yeah. Um, so yeah. funnels, we use it for stores that we're not planning to build branding okay. for for the for a single p- product page. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, do you advertise on other channels besides Facebook? If yes, how do you integrate marketing on obvious
0: platforms? Still a, a technical question, but do you have any answer for this? Yeah, I mean, of course, you have to diversify. We do not put all our eggs in one basket yeah. of, uh, for a lot of obvious reasons, right? I mean, like the Tano snap, I mean, I, I don't even, I can't even recall. So we're going to, uh, I think I shared this on AWA. AW, so when we wake up with no account bans, right, we felt that's a strange day. Yeah. Right. So waking (laughs) up to oh account bans. Oh okay, it's very normal. Facebook account bans, if you guys know. So I mean we have thousands of accounts, so we don't don't really care about bans anyway. So so in a sense like. Sorry, what was the question? (laughs) (laughs) uh, How do you integrate all the marketing (laughs) in various platforms? Okay, yeah. Yeah. So, (laughs) I mean, with Facebook, obviously, Facebook is still the biggest um, traffic source for us, but we definitely do like uh, GDN, Google Display Network, we do Google Shopping, we do SEO, we do some small other natives and everything. Uh, It's always good to invest, explore new traffic channels. Of course, a, that's a that's a big problem for a lot of people. Is like you know once something's good, you know they, everyone gets comfortable. It was like ah this yeah. one is probably going to last ten years. Yeah, you know they start doing holiday world trip. You know yeah. start uh, doing all that fancy stuff. Then it's like then after that, the time died. Then you know yeah. it goes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think for me
1: is um yeah we do advertise more than uh, more than Facebook. Uh, again, if I were to come back to what I've just shared earlier, offer funnel and what. Traffic. Traffic is the least important to to me because what's important is the offer and the funnel. If the offer and the funnel is good, whatever traffic I use, it will still work. So to give you an example, we were doing some work for some clients. We've, we were very irresistible offer, pretty uh, proven and amazing funnel. And what we did was that Facebook was giving us a lot of issue. We took the whole thing and we just switched it over to f- YouTube, right? Uh, and it gave us half the cost without doing anything different, right? So because our offer and our funnel was good. Does make sense? Right? So all that. Um, um I, I would say like don't focus too so much on the technical stuff because it will always like kinda go outdated eventually. I mean like uh, Facebook bans account and algorithm changes and all that stuff. I think focusing
0: on more the high level like execution mm. kind of like decisions that yeah. um you know. Somebody has to do that, your partner or whichever. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um okay,
1: maybe we we do have enough time for all the questions, but maybe just a few more things. Um which traffic platform should we start? There are so many platforms to learn.
0: Steve? Definitely Facebook, 100%. Yeah. Yep, Facebook agree. is kind of like the easiest, kind of most user friendly in terms of like getting started. Yep. You know, you can get started with $5, 10 per day, you know, probably just yeah. skip some Starbucks and you can get started already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, I agree. So for
1: Facebook, um, even though, you know, Facebook is giving us a lot of issues nowadays, but um, personally, Facebook is still the most user friendly. So like, if you want to set up a YouTube ad, you're gonna go through a lot of a lot of you're gonna go through quite a, a tough time la, I'll, I'll just be hon- honest with you. You gotta know some of the you gotta be already a, a seasoned media buyer in a way for you to just kind of like go over to different platforms like TikTok now we are figuring out as well. Uh, but Facebook is very user friendly, so anybody can just kind of like start and then just go. And then because like with CBO all that, you don't even need to do targeting. You can just go like there were some campaigns we just go broad like no targeting at all. We just run it and it's getting us the best result. So Facebook is really user friendly. You can kind of learn it very fast. Uh, start with that first but once you understand the principle then you can start to explore different platforms that was my recommendation okay thank you so much for being part of this podcast i really appreciate it can we give steve a big round of applause yeah yeah thank you thanks steve hey this is gabriel again and really quickly i just want to thank you so much for listening to the story impact show i hope you have enjoyed this episode and if you did please don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends Don't forget to drop me a review on iTunes and your comments will help me greatly in creating more killer content like this just for you. And if you want to stay up to date with all my content, upcoming podcasts, events and much more, please jump on to my website at www.heygaberwong.com.